I had a quote from this movie that I remembered, I would have said it here as my intro. But instead, welcome to Mordor Movie Night. I'm Nora. I'm joined by Jackson. Hello. And Autumn. Nay, nay, nay. Oh, and M. Let me tell you about Frodo of the Nine Fingers. <laughs> and the Ring of Doom! <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's about it for this podcast. <laughs> that's kind of everything we have to say. <laughs> we watched uh, The Return of the King, which is the last of our animated adventures here. For now. Uh, yes, for now, I suppose. Are the Hobbit movies animated movies? Right in. No, listener. I'm just saying. Someday, you never know what they're gonna do. They could do oh, all sorts yeah. of stupid well, things. Well, we do. There's just that Rohan thing. Yeah. Oh fuck! I forgot about that. In. Oh god. Okay. Kamiyama's making that, uh, and I assume it's the 3D studio. So it's gonna fucking suck. <laughs> this movie came out in 1980. Uh, it is called on Wikipedia a musical, but uh, I would not, not dispute that. Yeah, I just think you should have more than three songs in it if it's if it's a musical. <laughs> they do kind of just repeat the same songs, and yet they only play when there's a whip, there's a way once. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we pick up in the future. Um, at the end of the very end of the story of the Lord of the Rings, before Bilbo departs. Oh, so the uh, beginning is the end, and the end is the beginning. Ah. Interesting. A kingdom that unites must divide, and a kingdom that's divided must unite. Oh, interesting. Bilbo is old now, and there's a bard who comes in on his 129th birthday to regale everybody with. Uh, the story of Frodo of the Nine Fingers and the Ring of Doom. Um, Bilbo sleeps through the whole movie, and I wanted to. Um, uh, it's not that bad. It, okay, so bef- M, before you hopped in the call, Jackson said, yeah, I think I liked this movie better than you and Nora did because I watched it at two times speed, and I'm like, yeah, like... <laughs> Um. So I did. I did not do that. But I, I wasn't going to reveal that on the podcast. So thanks for that. <laughs> I'm your ass. You watch I, this. <laughs> I think that this movie is like kind of a, a, you know, like when you have a car crash and the car just starts spinning, tumbling end over end, spewing like wreckage. That's kind of how this is an adaptation. However, in doing that and jettisoning half the things people care about, Return of the King, I think. The, the seed that they seemingly cared about at the exclusion of all us, which is the story of Sam and Frodo, is genuinely fantastic. I love the Sam and Frodo stuff in this movie. I think it kicks the shit out of the Peter Jackson version of this. Because um, it leaves in the stuff about, like, Samwise the Great is extending yeah. his garden over the land. Frodo is genuinely mm-hmm. tempted. Frodo deciding he's going to put on the ring and just kind of hangs out in Mount Doom for, like, a, a, <laughs> days. A week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is just like spicy. I think it's really good to talk about this thing as like a real temptation. I think the Pierre Jackson version of Frodo by this point is just too busy, like doe eyed and collapsed to be a person in a way that matters. Um, and because this movie is 90 minutes, everything else must go to make this work. Uh, Argorn, who the fuck's that? He comes at the end and rides into town and everyone's like, oh, the hands of the king of the healer. The, the hands of the king are healer Jesus. hands. And I'm like, Jesus. what does that even mean? Who's, who's this guy? Where's Farmer? I don't know. Is Gimli and Legos in this movie? I don't remember. 
forgot. I don't, think so. I don't believe that. I don't no. think so. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it's really funny what stuff outside of the Frodo story that they decide to keep. Like, yeah, they bring in the part where the Witch King and Gandalf square up. Yes. And they keep in the part where Eowyn fights the Witch King. But, like, most <laughs> well, also, of the rest of it... Rohan is just some guy's merry nose and is sent to go get. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, Denethor is in here, but they don't actually finish Denethor's story. It's just kind no. of, here's a guy to be a downer, and it's yeah. like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, this stuff is truly ludicrous um, and not very coherent. I don't know how anyone was supposed to watch this. If you like, if you watch the Rankin Bass Hobbit, which I think is a genuinely good adaptation of the Hobbit, mm-hmm. and you watch the Bakshi Lord of the Rings, which has its problems, but is a adaptation of the first half of Lord of the Rings, um, and then watch this, you wouldn't have any fucking clue what's happening. <laughs> See, I remember watching the Hobbit and this movie as a very young child and yeah. not really having much of an issue with it. Yeah. And I don't know what I was getting out of this movie. Shelob just gets fucking cut, hit the bricks. Nobody cares. Shelob gets turned into a spooky cave. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they spent they do like two whole scenes about the watchers at uh at um what's it for uh Morgul, yes. Sorry, it's yeah, not Kirith Ungol. Kirith Ungol is the is the stairs. Yeah, it's the pass. Yeah. It's the big yeah. stairs going up. This is uh Minas Morgul. But um I mean, Frodo and Sam have to, like, hold hands to power up the vial because it's powered by Yuri. This is Hobbit it's, Yuri. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's later it's on thick with, uh, with how much Sam and Frodo are fucking in this movie. The thing I like about this uh, is when you cut back to the framing device at the end, post-ring Frodo is a fucking goober. Like, he just fucking sucks. I hate that guy. <laughs> He's like, oh, it was, you know, I took the ring back, uh, Bilbo, and now I'm just here normal. Uh, I'd really like to go across the sea because I hate it here uh, with my friend Sam, who's getting married. That sucks. <laughs> like, there's just nothing. There's none of the, like, haunted nature of uh, Frodo, which I think is the one thing Elijah Wood does really well. The end of the King, he's like, I gotta leave. Like, this shit is not doing it for me anymore. I buy it because he's miserable. He looks like a waif at all times. That's Elijah Wood's gift. Um, <laughs> this Frodo should just like fucking sit down and like eat a sandwich and chill out a little bit. I think he'd be fine. I yeah. see what you're saying about the Sam and Frodo stuff uh, working for you, but it's just the the pacing of this movie is such a nightmare that it was hard for me to get invested in um, the one thing that they really tried their hand at. Um, because the the entire just like way this movie moves is just like, Bouncing between events with no connective tissue other than the same three songs that keep playing. Um, and it just, I guess it does a good job of making me Mordor feel like a meandering mess of just like we're just really slogging through trying to get to Mount Doom. But also it makes the movie a slog, you know? <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Like... <laughs> The movie is paced weirdly. I thought it was paced very normally for a 45-minute episode when I watched it at twice the speed <laughs> of a normal human. I genuinely, apart from the, some of the songs being slightly fast, but even then, most of the songs sound better than sped up. So, like, even then, uh, it was maybe the most, I, maybe the least I've ever been, like, bothered by a thing being too fast, because I don't make a habit of this. I'm not usually watching movies fast. That's not a thing I normally do. <laughs> Usually that's just for YouTube videos. Uh, which I do every YouTube video. That one, you for yeah, the YouTube yeah, essay, no that one's there, obviously no shame. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so I can imagine the pace would be bad. Uh, but 
that aside, I I don't know. I, I quite like that. I like the um, Sam Frodo stuff. I, I I think that it's um. I mean, it's all the best. That stuff is some of the best stuff in the books. Uh, and obviously, I do think that M is right that losing the um the final chapters is a is a shame because uh. Almost. Know, why would you adapt Lord of the Rings if you cut out all the shit that happens after the rings destroyed? One might argue. Yeah. One, one might argue. One, one may have this argument in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like. Uh, because yes, like the the best the best thing in Lord of the Rings is the final chapter. As every single time I've gone back and read it, I'm gonna cry every time. I just think it's like so moving. Yeah. Um, and he's like, Sam, chill. You're gonna have some kids. And I'm like, whoa, what? What did you read? Did you not? Did you not read when he was like this pain every year? Oh, I'm being drifting further from the thing that I love in this land, and I must cross the great havens, Sam. Oh, it, oh. Man, you know it's good. The Return of the King. It is. It's kind of funny that they they get back to Rivendell, um, and Frodo just says, "Nah, I'm gonna fuck off too." And then Gandalf is like, "Look, all the hobbits are getting taller. Soon they too will be men." Are you a hobbit child watching this movie? Wink. It's like an insa- absolutely insane ending for the movie to have. I'm kind of into it. Uh, that bit is so weird. Um, and that, like, it's kind of a thing that Tolkien was always pointing to, right? It's like, oh, like the audience is meant to empathize with the hobbits is like the self-insert of modernity. Um, but Gandalf doing it like a little trick, like, oh yeah, now the age of magic is over. Maybe you are a hobbit. Maybe I, everyone listening to this is just nice, common hobbit folk. It's a little precious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do like never... I do like that Gandalf's going across the sea with fucking uh, stars in his crown, Elrond from The Hobbit. Though <laughs> that guy does not fit in Lord of the Rings at all, and I love that he's just there chilling. Yeah, he's hanging out. <laughs> but there's a specific reason that Merry and Pippin are taller. It is oh yes, I know. Yes, no, it's because oh, they right, drank the right. ant drop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. not appearing in this movie. The ants. <laughs> my homies. My homies. Um. Uh, I do need to shout out that the um, mouth of Sauron looks like a Simpsons character for some reason. Yes. Uh, the mouth of Sauron is a punk bitch in this movie. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, the mouth of Sauron's always been a punk bitch. That's probably true, but he's at least cool in the book. He's mm-hmm. like kind of cool when he's doing it. He's cool nah. before he does anything because he gets a paragraph of introduction that really like sets him up as like a cool sorcerer. And then he, you know. Oh, comes that, into a tent and has bad negotiations. <laughs> that reminds me. Um, so we get the Witch King and Gandalf squaring off. We get like really cool Witch King design. I love how the Witch King looks. And then he starts talking in his fucking Skeletor voice. <laughs> and it's the funniest <laughs> shit in the world. It's really good. Gandalf, my sword is on fire. <laughs> it's fucking stupid as shit. I love it so much. Um. Also, Nora, you you did not like the Gandalf in this movie. No, he was a huge pussy the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the, it's I like it's um it's still John Huston, but yeah, he doesn't he doesn't do anything. He stands on the parapets and goes, "Oh, things are happening, and I should probably do something," and then does nothing. He's like hiding I'm, behind the the crenellation, going, "Oh, we're all fucked. Hope is gone." Yeah, Which I no, mean, you're like, wrong. He, that's not he, who Gandalf he, is. 
No, but he's a good worker. He's putting Frodo over. Is basically what he's doing this entire movie. He has to sell that Frodo is fucking. In, <laughs> if Frodo doesn't get the ring in, they're all fucked. Well, that's Look, true. That Frodo's is actually the, the plot. Frodo's on the movie poster. I don't need that sold to me. <laughs> the, these exist to be the stakes of of uh, of Frodo putting in uh, the ring, and I yeah. think like. My memory of Return of the King, the like Peter Jackson version, is by extending the Pelnor Fields battle and making it such a huge thing, uh, it does kind of overshadow the act. Yes. Like, those, those things are not connected in the way. Well, here they have uh, really set these battles up to make it feel like they are fighting this Dune battle to buy Frodo time, which is what they're doing in all versions of the plot, but I, I think like that is much more central here because it's not a massive action scene with hours and hours of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing here that's most important is that Mary's voiced by Casey Kasem and it's the most distracting thing in the entire world. <laughs> it's very distracting. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, that's just Casey Kasem. And he's like trying to do like a, like the first scene, he just is using his normal voice. Then he starts trying to talk like he's in a, you know, a swords and uh sorcery kind of movie with his faux like stage accent. I'm like, you're still just Casey Kasem. Tell me about uh, <laughs> Diana Ross being in the top 40 for another week, please. Love God. I don't know who this is. Casey Kasem is a. You don't know who Casey is Kasem is. Generationally important radio announcer. He did American Top Forty. That's his big thing. Um, uh, through like the entire seventies, uh, he's the original voice of Shaggy. Also, I would listen to the radio a lot, so I think of him as a, key, a radio announcer. Um, but he's the original voice of Shaggy. Um, and American Top Forty is an institution through the seventies, and I think he did into the eighties. Maybe I think that's right. Listen to them on the radio all the time because they play classic ones on the classic radio stations. Hmm. I, I grew up. He he did top forty from nineteen seventy to nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, there you go. Um, then he did a different top forty that was not the American top forty from eighty eight to ninety eight. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. And he was fucking shaggy. <laughs> yes, and he's shaggy, massively okay. famous, important person. Because. I knew this guy before. Like, M didn't have to tell me. That's how famous he is. Random British person who doesn't listen to the radio in America knew who he was. Yeah. My dad always listened to NPR, so I I know the name Casey Kasem. I don't actually know anything about him. I clueless. Yeah. Uh, He's also like one of the more famous, like, left leaning celebrities of last century. Oh, neat. Like, he's not he's not like you know uh, Jane Fonda out here, but he's doing all right. <laughs> he was very against the Gulf War because he's um is he Lebanese, I think. Um so he had a lot of opinions about how the United States treated the Middle East. Mm-hmm. I bet. Uh well that went bad for him in his last couple decades there. Yeah. Um I really feel like I've got nothing about this movie. It just, I just didn't, I didn't care for this movie in a huge way. And it's kind of just making it like, I don't know. There's, there's some good songs. There's like where there's a whip, there's a way is good. Uh, but like, I kind of just I mean, have ultimately, nothing. The issue for me is like everything that is good in this movie was already good in the book. And the things that are brought to it by being a movie aren't hooking me. Yeah, I for- think that's a little unfair. Like I, the whole scene where you see like Samwise at the head of the army uh, is really good. I think that's like a great sequence. Yeah, but it plays the same song that it plays four other times in the movie. 
That's fine. It's fine. It's charming. I don't know. It's a cheap TV movie. What do you fucking want from me? I don't know. I just, I felt like, I felt like The Hobbit was such a good adaptation of like, I thought it like did something cool with what The Hobbit is. I thought it like brought a lot of cool stuff out of The Hobbit. I thought the songs added a lot. Um, This just feels much cheaper and much more rushed than The Hobbit does. I don't know that that's true. It just feels that way. Well, I mean, the back half of Lord of the Rings is just a much harder thing to adapt into a family-friendly 90-minute movie than The Hobbit. I do think, especially as we're about to go to the Peter Jackson movies, reframing Lord of the Rings to story explicitly about Frodo and Sam struggling with the temptation of the ring and being people who could get over it together. Um, is just not a thing Peter Jackson's actually that interested in. There's going to be a mm-hmm. there's going to be an hour of Legolas surfing on elephants. Like that's that's the <laughs> shit Peter Jackson cares about. And I think it sucks. I think that stuff sucks and I'm not looking forward to watching it again even though I like those movies. Uh, yeah. That's basically where I am. Like I understand the negativity, but I compared to um uh the Bakshi version, I much preferred this. Uh like there, there's some fun bits in the Bakshi one and uh you know, when Aragorn's like what about vengeance? Yeah, <laughs> but I guess that movie's just you know people reading out lines from the book on fast forward for two. It's exhausting. So much mm-hmm. happens, and it also like oh, I was just about to say adds nothing. That's not true. I think the visual styling is really interesting, but it doesn't cohere. The, I don't. The visual styling in that isn't like cohering with the script. It's like I'm watching a really cool music video, mm-hmm. but the music is just someone reading out Lord of the Rings really fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I would enjoy the Bakshi version of this movie, but I think it would absolutely just be the Aragorn movie, which that would be nice if Aragorn was in this movie at all. But, you know, I guess I guess <laughs> we've only got 97 minutes and if we had to cut one character, I guess it had to be Aragorn it's, for some reason. <laughs> it's really funny how cutting Aragorn just makes him like the, it makes this, it's so Jesus-y. It's yes. so Jesus-y. So when he comes in, it's intensely Jesus-y. Well, also because um, like, Sam and Frodo keep being like, God help us. Oh, God help us. The devil and his works that God help us. It's just, and so then when um, Aragorn shows up, it really lays it on thick with the Jesus stuff. It's funny because like Lord of the Rings is a Christian story, right? Like Tolkien's Christian. Mm. Uh, that worldview is it, it, deep in narrative and mm-hmm. the uh, the like uh, uh, myths he's trying to build. Um but not in this. They're not like one to one. Aragorn is not a Jesus figure. That's explicitly. He's explicitly not a Jesus uh-huh. figure. He's like an Arthurian uh, type figure. Uh, like I guess you could argue that Gandalf's closer because he's you know a heavenly being that's like dynamo reborn. But even that's not the same. He, they're not. There's no fucking Aslan situation, right? It's not. What is in fact he, Tolkien pushes very hard against this being a one to one parable yeah, of any the, like religion or any like message he has. The interpretation I always saw was that Frodo, Gandalf, and Aragorn each embody different aspects of Jesus-type, like, character traits. That's too... I mean, I guess that's true, but only because they're the good guys. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's just... The story has a Christian worldview, and thus the heroes of it embody the values. There was a whole whole thought-out thing about it, but I don't remember it at this point. (laughs) Okay. Well, without any further details, like, oh, they're just self-sacrificing and good, and they return, and whatever. Um, Because I don't... I don't don't see it immediately. Um, Mm -hmm. I I don't don't think there's any, like... like I say, you can go read Narnia if you want some fucking Jesus figures <laughs> in your fantasy from the 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I just don't think Lord of the Rings is that direct about it. 
Frodo spends 40 days and nights in the desert. I don't understand what's hard to... <laughs> um, also, they literally... Someone... You pointed this out, Nora, to me, because I, d- I didn't catch it at first. Um, they say they say praise him with great praise about Aragorn, which is just literally a line from the Bible. I'm also pretty sure it's a line from Return of the King. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, is it? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm almost okay. certain. Because I was like, man, that's really Jesus. But then I actually think that's what they say during Aragorn's coronation in Return of the King. I'm Googling it now just out of my own curiosity. Don't mind me. <laughs> Uh, I don't mean to sound so standoffish about this movie. I don't, um, it didn't vibe with me, but I don't hate it. It's certainly not, um, I do think that the the Lord of the Rings is the, probably the weaker of the three movies we've seen so far. It is, um, sorry, I've, I've also Googled it. I've spe- it is specifically, long live the halflings, praise them with great praise. Yeah. It's oh, not about Aragorn. <laughs> That's, the halflings it's, are like, nobody knows about them. They're just chilling up on the high like wall with Gandalf, all of them not involved with the coronation <laughs> at all. These characters do not intersect. Nobody knows who Aragorn is in this world. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, no, the, but the original quote is invoking like yeah. that imagery to, you know, <laughs> that is the Jesus-y thing, right? Is the, uh, uh, you know, the meek my heart, the F type, the hobbits are the heroes of this story even though there are great kings and wizards involved mm-hmm. um but not here here arrogant the cool guy <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah to to go off what nora was saying i don't have like a problem with this movie i just didn't really enjoy it at all um and it will just kind of fade out of my memory other than where there's a whip, there's a way. <laughs> where there's a whip, there's a way. <laughs> also, it's really funny that they keep singing It's So Easy Not to Try. It's just really <laughs> funny to hear that every now and then. <laughs> Me when I'm making my uh, kind of boring movie. <laughs> well, you see, if you never say hello, you'll never have to say goodbye. That That is true. I, they end the movie on that, and I feel like it's not as like uplifting in the way they want it to be. Because the thing is that they do say goodbye at the end of the movie. You know, that's what happens at the end of the movie. <laughs> he does. Frodo does, in fact, have to say goodbye. Yeah, I think they should have given it a second verse that re- that like switches it. Yeah, or something. But that actually, it would you know better to have loved and lost or whatever. You know, the the thing about that ending is that I was watching them go out on the boat and all I could think of was <laughs> the fucking rings of power oh she's gonna dive off she's, she's gonna, gonna dive off and, off and swim, swim back, back. <laughs> right at the last second before she teleports out right cause there's a fuck off portal it's not you don't sail uh-huh. to Valinor you sail to the portal to Valinor you sail to the fucking wow gate and you go through that and then you end up in Valinor cause that's man all the news about how that show flopped so hard is very funny. And they're going to keep making it. They're going to keep making it for billions of dollars for multiple seasons just to put up appearances of, of how embarrassing this, uh, The Rings of Power has been for them. Look forward to our coverage of that on Turin's TV special. We will not be watching that. We didn't even, did, either, did any of us finish season one? Like, we both watched the first episode. I didn't watch I didn't a single have... episode. Are you fucking kidding me? I have no time I for am, that. Look, I think Autumn and I are perfectly willing to watch that no, show. Don't! But... <laughs> Do not! I when barely finished episode it, one. When we talked about it before, we, our conversation ended up being, well... Emma Jackson probably won't come in, but we could do that if we wanted no. to. When we I like that you're just going to keep night. watching things as like each of us falls away <laughs> until it's just you playing that new Gollum game that's not out yet. 
<laughs> no, it'll be that it'll be that Moria uh, survival game. Oh, the fucking delving greedily into deep. You know, you can get your Minecraft little uh, hole yeah. to to build out there. Yeah. I uh, just God. stream that. I want to say for the record that when we talked about this last night, you said, "Oh, Emin Jackson won't go for it," but it would be fun. And I said, "Not really." And you just kind <laughs> of didn't. You kind of were just like, yeah, we'll enjoy that. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I will not be. If, if you go beyond the Hobbit movies, I'm out. <laughs> That's what I drop out. That's oh, what I drop just remember there's the Hobbit movies. I forgot about the Hobbit movies. <laughs> I'm going to be watching the extended edition because I'm going all the fuck in now. Like, you know, I watched yeah, the theatricals yeah. at the time. But now may as well, may as well I, fucking suffer. I've not me. The first, not me. <laughs> I've only seen the first hobbit uh peter jackson movie um which was the that one has movie. some good bits in it yeah that's 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 shockingly that's, the best one of the three by like that's a long way by like a long way <laughs> is um, it really just the bit where all the dwarves come in and sing the misty mountain song yeah basically yeah yeah i was, no, I was, I was that listening that to that time. song the other day it was good there's that other time where he punches that ghost and gets epic loot <laughs> yeah so it's just the scene with the dwarves <laughs> singing the song <laughs> Because the fucking guy from the office is there making this face as he does. He's like, oh, I'm Bilbo. Oh, hello. Oh, what's this? Oh, from the I'm office? Martin Freeman. From the, it's from the British office, from oh. Martin Freeman. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was in that. <laughs> Sorry. That, that, he, he's, the, he's the gym. He's the gym. And somehow the least annoying the least annoying guy to have played him. He has not come on and been like a weird CIA right wing guy. Because that's all he does now. He's, he like writes The Quiet Place and uh, stars as Jack Reacher talking about how much he loves the CIA. That's what... Uh, Who doesn't? J- J- <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he was in that um, Benghazi movie and I was like, he's going to be in the Benghazi movie? And then since then, that's literally all he's done is like play military tough guys and uh, write Castle Doctrine films. As one does. As one does. And was in that Marvel movie. Oh, and don't forget, uh, makes his quirky little YouTube show and then sells it for a zillion dollars or whatever. What? Did you, oh my god, this was all the rage. Um, when? When was this all the rage? What are you talking it, okay, about? Okay, it was like April 2020. He made this news show in his, in his office, in his house, um, that was like, here's just the good news for the week. And it's like... Cringe, 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 like, cringe. Joe Biden's dog turned 12 today. Um, it, this little, this guy helped a lady across the street. It's just all like the good heart, heartwarming news stories of the week. And it came out in like April or May of 2020. Um, and so a work group chat I was in was like excitedly looking forward to a new episode every week because everybody just wanted to, you know, to be, be lifted up. And then he, like, sold it to NBC for, like, a zillion dollars. Like, he got paid off that shit. Um, That's such a scam. Yeah. Like, he's, he... <laughs> yeah. How'd he fucking manage that? Also, also, like, he's like, yeah, it's just me in my home office. But, like, e- even in the first episode before he sold it, it's, like, me in my home office and, then like, my 12 people, like, Skyping in from the production team, you know? Right. Yeah. Because he's, he's famous and he could already just afford a production team. Yeah, he's just, yes, he's literally making movies at that time when that happens. Um, what's his fucking name? John Krasinski. Okay, thank you. Jim. I believe I that's who it's... Uh, <laughs> Jim from The Office. Reed Richards. Oh, right. 
I forgot about that. He's not. Is he going to be reading Reed Richards? No, he's, he was already Reed Richards. He's not yeah, going to be. Yeah, but they said they're bringing him back. I, I'll believe it when I see it. Didn't they kill him in that movie? Uh, no, I but, heard they're bringing him back. I don't know. I guess that it's was an alternate a different, It's a different thing. Reed Richards. Which I is why no one knew if it was going to actually be him in the next... Who cares? I don't give a fuck. I'm not watching that terrible Fantastic Four movie. What have you done to me? What do I care? Why are we discussing this with you? I didn't even I didn't even watch that the, the Doctor Strange movie. I was just in the room while someone else watched it. And I looked up and I was like, that's Jim from The Office as Mr. Fantastic. And then he got immediately killed. Um, uh, that's a terrible fucking film. That movie looks weird. It looks really weird. I watched it after seeing tweets of people being like, oh, maybe this is the real Sam Raimi shit. And then I was like, I don't believe you. And then I watched it and I was like, "You, I was right to not believe you. But yeah. I was wrong to have spent two hours confirming this. Yeah. Um, good uh, good for okay, Sam getting I'm paid, wrong. I guess. But Maybe, maybe I'm you're wrong. wrong about maybe what? he is dead. J- Jim Krasinski? What are you talking about? <laughs> God, I wish. The, don't the don't tease Richards. me. <laughs> His Reed Richards. Reed Richards. Because he played Reed well, he, Richards, and Nora was like, oh, he's going to come back for the next one, and Nora... It's a different Reed Richards! I understand that, but I heard rumors that he might come back anyway, because they ha- there's a thing about b- having multiple Reed Richardses about. Yes, no, I know, but it, him being dead matters 0% on their future casting decisions. He could go either way. Yeah. I also just found a thing where somebody was saying they really wanted Adam Driver to be Reed Richards, which is funny to me. I don't think Why that would works you... at all. Hmm. I don't know who I would cast for Reed Richards. This is such a hard role to cast, and also I don't ever want them to do it because he's like a what? Hey, I've got an idea for a Marvel superhero. Uh, mm-hmm. They're like a really smart guy, and they're mm-hmm. kind of an asshole. Uh, no to everyone. way. Yeah, <laughs> and they deflect. They deflect. They deflect people away with their like smart guy humor. See, because that, um, that's and- the thing is because Reed Richards is a piece of shit and they're not gonna lean yes. into that they're just gonna make him kind of a wisecracking light the, jerk who learns a lesson by the end of the movie the only thing i know about reed richards is that in every other multiverse except for the like main canon one he's a villain yes yes he's the most the most evil he's like yeah you know the most evil po- person in on the earth except um, for the one reality where he had a dad Wait, is that the direction they take? Yep. Comics suck so bad. <laughs> Comics are so bad. The worst, the, genuinely, on some level, I genuinely believe that the worst scene of the last decade of all cinema was the scene in Infinity War where um, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and Chris Pratt from Guardians of the Galaxy are all in a room together, all doing the same thing back and forth. And it's like, like, how did we get to this? What happened? Something's gone wrong in culture. There's a sickness on the screen as I watch every, these three identical, awful nerds make the same like jokes back. Because normally they're the one in all their movies, but now they're all together. And you, it's, mm-hmm. oh, ugh, why? What have we done? <laughs> um... So anyway, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frodo, or the as it figures. was known during, uh, at some point, uh, <laughs> the, Frodo colon The Hobbit 2. Really? What? Uh, the original <laughs> Frodo is the, the, working Frodo title the Hobbit was two. Frodo The Hobbit 2. <laughs> That's insane. The Hobbit to what? Isengard. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Isengard is not appearing in this movie. No. 
Aruman is not appearing in this movie. You know, you know who's not on the poster for this movie actually is is, is Frodo. Frodo. That's, that's so true. That's Sam on the poster. There's no Frodo on the poster. There's this Gandalf, movie. a random orc, and uh, no, that's the Nazgul Mount, isn't it? Yeah, and Aragorn. And then Aragorn. Aragorn, okay, yeah. not in this movie. Yes, on the poster. <laughs> Are we done um, with this one? I feel like we we're done. Clearly we're done. M's muted their mic and is probably doing something else right now. <laughs> I got some notifications on this I mean, I had muted my mic, but I was listening to you all talk. <laughs> I did see M posting in network chat and consider roasting them. And <laughs> I, no, absolutely. Wait, I was what? putting on book life. I have, I, have, I have work to do while I record this podcast. <laughs> and then I was getting the movie for Reptory Screenings uploaded to my Plex server because then I have to do that right after this because I just work all the time. Oh shit, this, 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 I'm, I'm catching up now. Man, there's a lot of person going on while we were talking about some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Em, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You can find all my podcasts at normalmapping.com. I would advise you to check out VoIP Life for $10 at patreon.com slash normalmapping. We talked about controllers for an hour and a half. You can find out how deep my controller sickness goes. And uh, how you plug in a PlayStation controller into a mister, if you so are inspired. I don't know. That's what I got. Listen to Longfire. We talk about kings dying. One of them falls into a vat of mead. It's really funny. <laughs> Do any of them return? I hate when that happens to me. No. In fact, all of them fucking eat shit and die. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, where can people find you? You can find me at headfallsoff on Twitter.com. Uh, you can find podcast we do at normalmapping.com i forget whether you've plugged the patreon or not i mean the patrons of i did the life is. i did all of it yeah i'm like what, what do i i say i will say um next week that or in two weeks time more movie night will probably be a more substantial episode yeah you know i'm not gonna promise <laughs> oh, yes. that but yeah. no i'm gonna no, guess I'm, I'm gonna come in i'm gonna have nothing to say and we're gonna be done in 30 minutes it'll be great <laughs> i'm gonna okay, be well. uh obnoxious <laughs> because i just love these movies too much but m might be also me and their mic and doing some other work but uh me autumn and nora will be it's talking not like about I, when i had something to say i would say it but you know no, 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 you didn't no, have anything no, to contribute to the john krasinski conversation uh, yeah. i think i said it'd be good if he died i'm pretty sure that my mic was when i said that i want to be clear i'm not roasting you for this i'm yeah, just saying no. that uh i'm excited to talk about the lord of the rings peter jackson movies i'm very excited yeah, I, haven't, I haven't seen them in uh Years, <laughs> literally yeah, since Return of the King's edition came out. Oh damn! Yeah, I've seen him. I saw him in twenty twelve, and I think I saw the extended ones in twenty thirteen. Each kind of before the Hobbits of their time, and then after. You know what? As it went later, uh, I was less less enthused. It was not did not have the energy for the Lord of the Rings cinematic universe. So, yeah. Nora, where Autumn, can people, where find, can people you? find you online? <laughs> Oh, what a fucking car crash this is. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can go to exportaud.io to uh, support us and all the podcasts that we do. Is that it? That's it. I'm okay. I, I, don't, I, don't, I just, I don't know. We do a lot of podcasts. If you got to this point in our fucking Rankin Bass Return of the King episode, <laughs> like, you know. Next time when we do fellowship, I'll really make sure to like plug everything we do and like give people the whole <laughs> spiel. But like, no one's listening to this that doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
if this you're is, listening this is, to this and you don't know who we are, leave a comment. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> hey, man, you should you should uh, you should go to tell Autumn that they uh, fucked up in not following Neve's advice for stairwells this week, last week. What I was guess. the advice? That uh, the entire podcast should have been after uh, Bella Gosi's dead in the non hovophobia zone because it was just a bunch of bullshit about nothing. I should have done that, but I didn't. I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to start the podcast with a 10-minute song. Coward. A You're a coward? You're a coward. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, at Neither Nora. You can find me on co-host at Ashworm, Ash with an E, Worm with a Y. Uh, you can uh, find me on other podcasts, like Journal Updated at thesecondbestgame.club, where we recently solved Oceans. And uh, soon oh, we, we saw be... so many oceans. We solved the one ocean, I guess, technically. We were um, slurping all over the place, slurping and stinking. What, uh, what are you right. talking? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> you would know if you'd solved oceans, but you didn't, so fuck off. But next month, we are playing uh, Metal Gear Solid, so that'll be a fun time. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah. How do you not know this? What? I've been... <laughs> the world's worst audiobook and not listening to their friends' podcasts. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I stopped listening no. to all my friends' shows so that I could fucking finish The Sword of Shannara, which is terrible, by the way. <laughs> I think you'll find that Nora's been listening to the world's worst audiobook. What's Nora been Have listening I? to? Not the, to be clear, not the world's... Not the book part, the audio part. Uh, Nora has been listening to the audiobook for um, uh, the... Uh, anonymous readings book, the to sleep in a sea of stars. You gotta which be is cool. Just... You gotta be cool. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not Pauline. <laughs> no, no, no. So far, I'm enjoying the book just fine. I think Pauline is a nice book. <laughs> I would love to invite him as a guest to talk about what he thinks about Mass Effect. Um... I got to hear but... what Brandon Sanderson thinks about Mass Effect recently. Yeah, I he... think I just think that Pauline could offer that to the world through us and our podcasts. <laughs> it turns out um, Brandon. But... Brandon Sanderson did not like Mass Effect, as it turned out. So, well, great news. Paolini definitely loved it. Anyway, in the audiobook for... Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait I, 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 have something, I have something to say, and I'm not going to be on Almost Reading, so I want to talk briefly about the book. Uh, I just wanted like, to mention the, the, the audiobook, yeah. but that's fine. Yeah. So, I had a very, like, head cast of uh, Falcone, the, the captain of the ship in that book. I think he's really cool. I like him a lot. And then I found on the, the fucking blog that Paolini has... <laughs> like render art he made of that character and he just looks like the most generic mass effect man and i was so upset i was like this guy's next you gotta be cool you gotta be cool he's not gonna listen you to this he's not gonna listen to this. that's why i'm not on almost readings i'm just saying that the the fucking deviant art artist he got to make a render of falcone uh made him ugly and i thought he was oh, a hot guy i don't guy. like this nora come on <laughs> anyway, anyway, what I was interrupted was that the audiobook for that is uh, a Jen Taylor. It's Cortana. It's Cortana the entire time. And I, I listened to like three minutes of yeah, it. Yeah, you played me a clip so of it and I was like, you can't do this. You can't fucking do this. Physically impossible to listen to. Uh, I, Nora's not played Halo, right? So I, you, I assume you were fine with just Halo. a woman reading a book. You played, well, you played Halo, so... Wait, no, that's not who... It's Jen Hale. Isn't it Jen Taylor? No. Jen Hale? Which, Jen... Isn't it Cortana? No, no. it's Femshev. Jen, it, yeah, it's... Because he loves Cortana. Mass Effect. I went the other way then. Well, whatever. It's still distracting. This is how... Whatever. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I, I oh, also listened to the audiobook, and it is not... This is the most generic man. 
Yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much. It's not what he looks like in my head. I am. I laugh every single time a character is introduced in this book, and because they all have the most fucking aliens ripoff, just guy name, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, which is very funny. In my head, this character looked like the main guy from The Expanse, but maybe a bit more square. Anyway, um, it doesn't matter. As, as I told Nora, uh, in my head, Captain Falcone looked like this guy, famous m- pop media hot guy. I'm sending it over. Oh, yeah. Uh, is that the Borderlands <laughs> guy? No. That is, that <laughs> is right. Fuse That's Apex is Legends. Is that Borderlands guy? <laughs> it's not a Borderlands guy. This is my favorite Apex Legends dirtbag. I think oh, he's okay, incredibly okay. hot. <laughs> I could be forgiven right. for getting Borderlands and Apex mixed up. Yeah, you I, know what? I, as, no, an, no. As, an, as an Apex fan, you're correct. You're not wrong about this. <laughs> I, I, I'm completely on Autumn's side. I will roast and every time you're like, oh, I like the fucking cringy, awful guy from Apex Legends. I'll roast you to death. <laughs> you're out here judging Paolini for having his Mass Effect fandom, and then you're like, well, but I really like Fuse from Apex Legends. It's I the do. same thing. I do. It's hard out it's here. The same you know, the same. So, it's such slim pickings for like attractive men in media is the problem. I mean, to be fair, we do make it hard for ourselves by watching anime where everyone's a fucking seventeen-year-old. I don't mean. I mean. I mean, even just like American pop media. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is a shame, and it's got worse. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to hear Autumn's thoughts on the Sword of Shannara, you can listen to the podcast Ars Arcanum, which usually is a Brandon Sanderson podcast. But uh, we're you know testing some things out. Are you, are yeah. you done with that now? So so March for Arcanum, we did a, a episode about Tress of the Emerald Sea, the first secret project Kickstarter book. This this month, April, we are going to do an episode about the second secret project book, which is called The Frugal Wizard's Guide to Medieval England. It doesn't look very good. I'm not... I, that sounds bad, just from the title. Surviving Medieval England. I yeah, believe. yeah. I, I have not started it. It does Listen. not look very good. I'm two chapters in. It's an isekai. Uh, it's an isekai. So he like it's, who's it's an isekai? But, who gets hit by the truck? Well, I don't know yet. He has amnesia. Wait, so you don't even know what his old world was? He just wakes up in. N- not yet. Okay. All um, he's doing is going around and thinking of like star ratings to give to things in the world around him, like trees that he's hiding behind. Okay. Okay. But he seems to be some sort of reviewer who's been sent back to uh, uh, medieval England. Also on that episode. <laughs> also on that episode will be Nora and I talking about Elric of Melnibide, the first Elric book, and um, who is Elric, by the way? Because you've just been talking about Elric nonstop, and I'm like, what? What's this from? Elric I've never heard is of a sword and sorcery character created by Michael Moorcock. Um, uh, and he's just a cool guy. He he uh, is the king of an evil empire of shitty people, and he's like, hey, maybe what if we weren't shitty? And everybody's like, fuck you, and he's like, yeah, I suck. <laughs> but he's, it's way cooler <laughs> than that. Just it's like way, 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 way cooler than that. Okay. Um, the, These books started coming out in the 60s, um, and so they're just like, when fantasy was good. <laughs> um... Uh. And yeah. and in addition to Elric, we'll probably be talking about. I will break down for Nora as much of the plot of Sword of Shannara as uh, she can bear to listen to. Um, and if you want to hear somebody just doing a really really bad Tolkien ripoff, you sh- 
come listen to me talk about the Sword of Shannara because, man, that book sucks. And yes, I will be reading the next couple Shannara books, at least. <laughs> you downloaded well, all of them. I meant to download the next two, and I downloaded all of them. And How many are there? Like... 25 to 30 Okay, to you're 40? not listening to... You You simply are not listening to all of those. That's a year. That's a year of not listening to anyone's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing is that in um, a couple weeks, the NBA playoffs are going to start, which that's two months locked in. I'm not listening to anybody's podcast, so... Oh, fuck, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Man, there's going to be some bad posts, but some good basketball. Yeah. No. Every time I see the MVP like arguments that hit my time, I'm like, "What are you fucking talking about? You're all it's, aliens." I, I really it's got bad out there. I need Embiid to win, and I also need the post to stop being so bad because, like, the other two guys like are great players. I think Embiid is better, but like, fucking everybody needs to relax. <laughs> Just to clarify one point: if you include some things that appear to be short stories or comics, there are 42 Shannara stories let's round down and say 35 you know like (laughs) have we actually made it to the end of the podcast like for real yeah i thought we were done like 10 minutes ago so i was really impressed with us good job everybody (laughs) all right Uh, bye bye goodbye thanks for stopping i thought i had more plugs to do but okay goodbye (laughs) no fuck off goodbye (laughs) i love you so much nora your plugs are done Wow. wow. No, no. No, no, stop the plugs now. It's all it's over. It's so easy not to try. <laughs> it's so easy not to try.
Thank you.